You are listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 215. In this episode, I share the dark side of online business. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's episode is about the dark side of online business. Over the years, I've shared the ups and downs of building an online business not just the success stories, but also the mistakes and failures, but there is a darker side to online business. And I want to share that one with you today. To grab the show notes of this episode, go to sigrun.com forward slash 215. Is there a darker side to online business? Yes. Should we talk about it? Absolutely. Do we need to worry? No. There is a darker side to anything in life. And if we go about our life and business in constant worry, we're giving others control over us and not following our own dreams. But I want to share a few stories to tell you about the darker side of my online business. About two years ago, I received a creepy email and I decided to remove the person who sent it from my list. I didn't do it lightly. I even had some brief doubts. But this is my business, my life, and if I feel someone is out of line, then off they go. What did the person do, you might ask? This person sent me two emails. I actually love receiving emails from my subscribers, and I read all of them, and I reply to some of them. So please, if you're on my list, continue to write me emails. But these emails were different. In the first email, just before Christmas 2015, the person made the effort to write me in three different languages, Swedish, German, and Icelandic, which you may think is nice, but it felt totally off to me, like someone who is trying too hard. So here's how the email sounded. I've translated it fully to English so that you understand. Hi, Sigrun. How did you get that interview with Matthias in Tagesanzeiger? Where are you over Christmas? Greetings, A. I felt very weird about someone who wants to know where I spent Christmas. If you follow me on social media and read my emails, you know where I spent my holidays and you don't have to ask. Asking about something that's so obvious felt creepy, so I did not reply to this email. The second email came three months later, or middle of March 2016, and it looked harmless enough. Thanks for all the stories. Just wondering if you do any seminars in real life, not via the web, where, when, question mark. I remembered the email address, so I decided to have a look inside my system. Turns out that the person had not read my emails for three months and just read half of the emails right before they sent this email to me. I felt weird about someone wanting to know all these things about me and not reading my emails. 
If you follow me on social media and read my emails, you know that I offer live mastermind days and mastermind retreat Iceland. And I also have regular speaking engagements. Asking again about something that is so obvious was now more creepy. So I felt it. I need to know more about this person. And here's what I found out. Number one, the person did not enter their first name when they signed up, just A. And had not signed any of the emails sent to me with their full first name like they were hiding their identity. Number two, the person used an email address that is not used anywhere else. I checked the internet and this email address is nowhere to be found, which means the person created this email address with the sole purpose of signing up for my list. Number three, the person had gone to great lengths to hide their IP address because my system was not able to tell me the IP address of their signup location and therefore also not which country where they were based in. All email marketing systems try to save the IP address of subscribers so you can segment your list by country, but also in case you need to know their IP address. Number four, the person had not joined my Facebook group nor watched any of my hundred webinars or tried anything I have offered since they signed up. They were obviously not interested in building a business, so I must conclude that this person's interest was only in me. Number five, I trace-routed the email and found it was sent through various private IP addresses before going through a server in Karlsruhe, Germany, where I lived seven years of my life. If this isn't creepy, then I don't know what is. Actually, this was the second time in my life that I needed to trace route an email. The first time was 18 years ago. I was studying at ETH in Zurich, Switzerland, and my friend got a series of weird emails. She asked me for help on what she should do. I asked to be able to read the emails to try to understand. In the first email, the person was admiring her as if they had seen her in real life but just didn't dare to approach her directly. In the second email, the person made some more advances and told her that they would love to meet up and whether they could arrange a meeting. In the third email, it sounded as if the person didn't really want to meet up live yet, but just wanted to stay in touch and have an email relationship. My friend was not interested. She was in a relationship and the emails also felt totally off to her. I agreed this sounded all too weird. The name of the person was not known to us and the email address was also a bit off. I decided to use my newly acquired programming skills to trace the email. I opened the command window of my SGI workstation and went to work. By using the email header, hidden in normal email programs but can be revealed at any time, I traced the path that the email had taken from the recipient to the sender. The route went through various servers with different IP addresses, but at the end, I had the sender's IP address. With the IP address, I could use another tool to figure out the physical address of the sender. I was shocked to find out that the email had been sent from the office of where my boyfriend worked. To make a long story short, that man is no longer my boyfriend. As you can understand, I have zero tolerance for creepy emails and people who try to hide their identity to harass others. 
I hope you never have to trace a creepy email, but if, then just Google Traceroot and you'll find various services. But there's also a darker side to online business where people do not try to hide their identity, and that's on social media. Almost weekly, I receive private Facebook messages from creepy guys. Luckily, Facebook has now a hidden folder, so I don't see them unless I look into the folder, which I do from time to time because it might contain messages from people I actually know. I almost always ignore private messages that land in the hidden folder because most of the time there's another and a better way to contact me and my business. But the creepy guys get a special treatment. First, I block them from my Facebook profile and then I mark the message as spam so Facebook knows that this is a spammer. Now we come to the most public version of the dark side, which are creepy, rude and spammy comments on your posts on social media. The people who leave nasty comments are typically called trolls. They have nothing better to do than distribute their negative energy on the interwebs and blame others for their lack of success. It's actually a very sad tribe and you should be the least worried about these people although they are a pain in the butt. Just last week, I had a discussion with one of my clients and she was in shock over the rude comments she was receiving on a video ad she was running and had been deleting the comments and banning the people. And that's actually not what you should do. There's a huge difference between getting a rude comment on your private profile and on your business page. If I make a Facebook post for my friends on my private profile and receive a very hurtful comment, then I would absolutely not want to be friends with that person anymore. And I would delete the comment and unfriend them. This has never happened to me. It is much more likely that I see a Facebook friend post some bullshit on their own profile and I realize by seeing that post that I don't want to be friends with them anymore and unfriend them. But let's come back to the example of my client. If you have a public post on your private profile, I would treat it like I treat comments on my business page. On my business page, I run ads and it's mostly on our launch ads where I get some of these nasty comments, especially the ad where I share my story of being sick and unemployed and now making millions of dollars that I awake some trolls who just don't want to believe my story and want to call me all kinds of names. The first time it happened, it shocked me, but now I know this is coming and I have a process. The process is to hide the comment so that the person who made the comment thinks it's still there, but actually that person is the only person that sees the comment and maybe anyone who also saw the comment before it was hidden. Then I sometimes reply to the comment, but in most cases I don't because replying to trolls is like putting gas on the fire and they get all fired up and want to continue harassing you. So why would you hide a comment instead of deleting it? Well, the person who gives you a comment is increasing your reach. So even if you don't like the comment, they might have friends who like you and could become your client. And the bigger the reach, the lower the ad cost you will have and therefore a bigger profit in your business. If the trolls only knew this, they wouldn't be wasting their time to give you more reach. But luckily for us, they don't. In most cases, ignoring is the best solution. If you don't feed the trolls with an answer, at some point they give up. 
and it is absolutely your right to ignore. Whether you receive an email, direct message, or a comment, there is no law that says you have to reply. Remember, you have the right to ignore and move on with your life. To grab the show notes of this episode, go to signal.com forward slash 215. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.